I guess this is the viejo portion of the service now. They always put me to follow the kids for some reason. So I'm going to start off. I want to tell you a story of something I heard recently. I heard a story about a man went to the doctor with his wife, and the man went home, and then the woman went to speak to the doctor to find out the report. And the, the doctor told the woman, well, I have bad news because your husband is going to die unless, unless you take care of him 24 hours a day and bring him everything that he needs, and never get mad, never argue, and you just give him a bell that he can ring every time that he needs something. So the, the wife went home to the husband, and the husband asked, well, what did the doctor say? And the wife said, the doctor said, you're going to die. So... How was that for following the kids, Pastor Joe? I had to get my weapons here. So we're continuing in the series through 2 Corinthians. So we're up to 2 Corinthians chapter 6, but I'm going to go back and start in chapter 5. All the way the last verse of chapter 5, because even though there are chapters in the Bible, chapter 1, chapter 2, God did not put those chapters in there. It was people. But when you read it, one chapter should flow right into the next chapter. And I believe there's a connection between the last verse in chapter 5 and then verse 1 in Second Corinthians 6. So 2 Corinthians 5:21 God made him speaking about Jesus who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God as God's co-workers we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain for he says in the time of my favor I heard you And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. So that's a a message for two different groups of people. If you don't know Jesus today, if you don't have Jesus in your heart, Paul the Apostle is telling you we're living in the age of grace and favor of God. Where today is the day, all you have to do is come to Jesus and say, God, I open my heart to you. I give you my life, and you can have eternal life. We're living in an age where the gates of heaven are wide open. And if you don't know God today, today is the day you need to invite him into your life. Because you never know when or if you'll have another chance. My mother received Jesus as her Savior, and then four weeks later she died. That was her opportunity, and she took advantage of it. So if you don't know Jesus today, you come and see us after the service. 
because today is the day of salvation. But that's also a message to the church. If you've got Jesus in your heart, grace means something more to you. Grace is God's love. It's his giving you the ability, the blessing to do everything that he's called you to do, to be the best parent you can be, the best worker, the best minister. Whatever it is that's on your plate, there's grace for you today. And what is Paul saying? Don't waste it. Because Jesus who died, he gave you a free gift. You are the righteousness of God. There is nothing that stands today between you and God. Here's a quote from a pastor named Bill Johnson. Jesus took what I deserved so I could get what he deserved. He took your sin, and in the place of him taking your sin, you get everything that's coming to him. You are a co-heir with Christ. There's blessings and the goodness of God. And God is saying, if you hear that message, don't harden your heart. But we're going to walk in everything that God has for us. So to understand the the next few verses, we need to go back to chapter 5 again, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. Speaking about what's called the judgment seat of Christ. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. Because we understand our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too. Every one of us one day is going to have to stand before Jesus after he comes back, after the return of Christ, and we're going to have to give an account for how we spent our life. We're going to have to answer to him for the people we've hurt, for the time we've wasted, for the money that he told us to give to the poor and we spent it on our own pleasures. That's why I thank God every day for his mercy. Jesus returns, you're going to get a new resurrection Superman powerful body that even can walk through walls. There'll be no more pain, no more tears, no more suffering, no more sorrow. A worldwide TV show, one million Twitter followers, a 10,000 member church, a best-selling book, and when you stand before God, he's not going to care about none of that. See, people are impressed. If you turn on Christian TV, oh, this guy's a powerful man of God. He's got this Rolls Royce and three mansions. God doesn't care about that. that it says, how do, how do we please God? It says, in great endurance, in troubles, hardships, and distresses. What does troubles mean? It means the pressures and anxieties of life pressing in on you. 
distress is in the Greek. It, it means you're in a narrow place. You feel stuck. You feel trapped. But how do, what does that commend you to God? It's the endurance. He says, I don't give up. I keep running when there's a wall in front of me, when I'm stuck, when I'm trapped. I just keep on going. I keep pressing on towards the goal. See, that's how we please God. God is not impressed by, by ministers with $10,000 suits or big tents. What's the next thing it says? In beatings. You see, sometimes life will beat you up. Sometimes the things and the people of this world, they will beat you down. The enemy is after you, and you know what you do? You just forgive, and you keep on running. You get up. You keep on going. That's what Paul says. That's, what, that's why I please the heart of God, because I refuse to quit. See, that's true Christianity. True Christianity is not True Christianity is not oh it's raining today I think I'll stay home True Christianity I'm going to press on if I get beat down if everything in the world presses on me I'm going to keep on going The next thing it says imprisonments and riots You see, Paul, Paul the Apostle, he faced riots. He was put in jail. They stood in his way, and he just kept on going. He kept on running. Nothing could stop him. You know why? Because the love of God compelled him. Do you know what Paul did while he was in prison? He wrote most of the New Testament, chained between uh, next up with a watchman in prison. And that's what Paul is saying. These are the things that commend me to God. The next thing it says, in hard work, sleepless nights, and in hunger. You see, Paul had a sacrifice. He had to give up many times. He, he, there were times when he went hungry. Look at that. No, no McNuggets in there. Oh, man. That is... Wow, poor Miguel. Impurity, understanding, patience, and kindness. See, that, that's reflecting the heart of God, the walking pure before Him, being kind to people no matter how I'm feeling. Do you know, if I'm going through a hard time, that does not give me the right to abuse people or to wound people or to hurt people. He's saying, in kindness, they're in my way, I'm getting beat down, but I keep on loving. I keep having a pure heart before God. In truthful speech... And in the power of God, 
It says, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left. You see that sword? That sword is not anger or intimidation. We don't have any right as Christians to control, to intimidate, to wound. No, even if somebody hurts you, the Bible says we, we respond in kindness and love and patience. That sword, that's the word of God. You speak to your circumstances. You take the word. You stand on the promises of God. And it says, in the power of God. See, God's given us His Spirit. He's given us His power to minister truth, to minister healing in our walk. And what happens? People begin to run with us. <laughs> through, through glory and dishonor. Bad report and good report. You know what that means? Even if I get bad news, I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. I'm not going to stop at the report of hell. If I get a bad medical report, a bad financial news, I'm not going to believe it, but I believe the report of the Lord. Genuine, yet regarded as impostors. Known, yet regarded as unknown. You know what that means? Maybe nobody here appreciates you on this earth. Maybe nobody knows you, but God fully knows you. He cares about you. He loves you. Dying, and yet we live on. Beaten, and yet not killed. And the message says, terrifically alive. You see, the, in Second Corinthians 4, it says, and the outward were things we're passing away. Say, I don't have all the hair I used to have, so I, I think, I, actually I do, I save it at home in a box. <laughs> my body, I can't remember things anymore. Things in my body are falling apart, but inwardly, the Bible says, every day I'm being renewed by the power of God. And, and, and even when stricken down, we rise up. We don't stay down. It says, sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Even, even in your difficulty, even in your hardship, there's joy for you. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You don't have to let the things of this world determine how you feel. You can be going through the hardest day of your life, and you can have a day of rejoicing and peace. You are an overcomer. Nothing can hold you back. Poor, yet making many rich. 
having nothing and yet possessing everything. Maybe you don't have a full bank account today, but you got the treasures of heaven. There is no lack in God. You lack nothing. There is more than enough for you. There's provision, and I release it to you right now in Jesus' name.
You see, if life has beat you down like it did Paul the Apostle, you don't have to stay there. Because it says there's power for you. God will lift you up. It says we are co-laborers with Christ. We are his co-workers. You are not alone. He walks with you everywhere that you go, through every fire, through every situation. When you feel hopeless, God is right in the midst with you. So I'm going to read one more scripture. I'm going down to verse 11. We have spoken freely to you, Corinthians, and opened wide our hearts to you. We are not withholding our affection from you, but you are withholding yours from us. As a fair exchange, I speak as to my children. Open your hearts also. Paul said, as a minister, I've been genuine with you. I've been real. I've given you everything. But you know what the Corinthian church did in response? They were offended at him. They were offended at his message. They were, they were offended at people. And you know what happens when you get offended? You begin to close your heart up. Little by little, until the message doesn't get in. I, I said, Pastor George spoke last week about people. They first come to church, they're all excited and, and start posting on the Facebook. I can't wait to get back to church. And they're up in the front. And little by little, I just see people for the last 20 something years. Little by little, go back and back. And all of a sudden, well, I can't come all the time. That's what offense will do to you. And then a few weeks later, you know what we get? The dreaded letter. Oh, I, I'm sorry. This church ain't for me. I'm not fed here anymore. I'm gone. And that's what Paul is saying. And I understand there are people who God calls out of the church. To, to move on in their journey. That's not what I'm talking about. What Paul's saying, as a Christian, above everything else, keep your heart open to God. You don't get offended at Him. Don't walk in offense at God's people. What did Paul say? As I run, as I get beat up, as I go through prison and riots, I keep my heart pure. There was no bitterness in Him, no hatred in Him. But yet, that was the response he got back. I want to encourage you, open wide your hearts. I'm going to ask Alice to come with the worship. Keep your heart open. And I want to encourage you, as you do that, God is going to give you the supernatural ability. You're going to make it. Every one of you. It doesn't matter how, what you're walking through right now, how hard you've fallen. Some of you, you failed. You fell on your face. And God has given you the grace. He's saying, today, today is the day of salvation. If you, today, if you hear my voice, I love you. I want you back. I receive you. Don't leave here today in anger or bitterness against the message, against the church, against God, against somebody who said the wrong thing or didn't say hello. We don't want to get those letters anymore. 
I'm going to ask you all to stand. And, and just receive this worship right now. Trial will only 
just in closing, the Lord was showing me that there's some of you here. See, there's some of us, the Bible says there are times of refreshing. That means there are times in life when everything is going smooth, every God, we're walking in the sunshine. But there are days and nights and seasons where you're getting beat up, you're walking through fire. If that's you, if you're in that part of your walk right now, just in closing, I just want you to come up and stand here with me right now. Say, I need people to stand with me. That's where I am in my walk. So if you're saying, I'm walking through a hard place right now. We're not going to ask you to sign anything, say anything. Some of you, you've been betrayed, beat down, and God wants to raise you back up. You know why? Because the best is yet to come. Your best times, your best years are still ahead. Times of, of joy and grace and the beauty and glory of God over you. So here's how I want to do it. I want to release the worship team to just go down and just sing over the people.